Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thank you for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Projects Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, we are talking cannabis insurance with Mallory Zucra, who heads up marketing at the National Cannabis Insurance Services. National Cannabis Insurance Services focuses on providing tailored insurance programs for the cannabis industry, ranging from crop insurance to product liability. Awesome. Welcome to the show, Mallory. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. So let's learn a little bit about you before we get into the nitty-gritty of insurance. Tell me more about you and your background. Who are you? What were you doing prior to getting involved in the cannabis movement and providing insurance for cannabis companies? Sure. So I graduated from West Virginia University with a degree in criminology, which had an emphasis on social issues and social norms. And I thought when I graduated, you know, I wanted to be on the business side of that. And so I was working in insurance already and we started discussing cannabis and I was actually really excited because it seemed to fit what I wanted to do. Cannabis is an emerging industry. It's a social movement. And so I was super excited to jump in and, and learn more about it. Great. Yeah, West Virginia. Wow, that's pretty close to where I'm from in Maryland. Oh, Uh, awesome. I wonder how long it'll take for West Virginia to get on the cannabis reform movement. I mean, they're they're barely talking about medical right now. So hopefully we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they actually, they do have hemp. One of the places actually close to, you know, where I went to school now has a CBD dispensary. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's great. And they really need it in West Virginia. I, I know there's there's a bit of an opioid epidemic totally. um, in West Virginia as well as other states, of course. So awesome. Thanks for sharing that. All right. So, so that's a great academic background to set you up for the cannabis industry and movement where even if you're on the business side, you kind of also have to be involved in the advocacy and the policy side as well. So that that helped inspire you to get into cannabis. Is National Cannabis Insurance Services your first role doing this kind of work? No. So we actually was working in insurance before we started to get into cannabis. Um, another insurance agency that does only trucking insurance and so Mm -hmm. our team has 26 years of experience in that sort of highly regulated tough risk niche and so we thought we could add value by taking our process of understanding coverages and developing relationships from that trucking niche to the cannabis industry. Okay 
Um, so your company, you were doing insurance before and then your company brought this on. So this was your first opportunity to really work directly with cannabis when when the insurance company added that leg. Correct. Cool. Got it. All right. So now uh, you're working with National Cannabis Insurance Services, a member of NCIA, um, and you're in the marketing department. Tell me a bit more about your role there and what it is you're doing these days and what the company is up to. Sure. So I have two roles, really, the first being sales. And so with sales, I work with clients to understand their operations and have dialogue with them about coverages and exposures and help them evaluate their options. And so second, I do marketing. And uh, in the insurance world, marketing means working with the insurance company to put together a program. And so I take the information that I've gathered or one of our producers have gathered and understand what the client is looking for or what they think they need versus what coverages they actually need. Mm-hmm. taking into consideration what endorsements to add on and limits that they need and, and things like that so we can all be confident that they're getting a program that fits their operation. Got it. Yeah, that must be pretty complicated. Insurance is one of those things like like uh, legalese or accounting that just goes way over my head. And I'm, yeah. glad there's, I'm glad there's experts out there that know what they're talking about for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so my partners and I actually, when we first started talking about cannabis, we were sort of in a research phase, and so we were gathering the data and reading policies and sort of just reaching out to people in the industry to to understand the marketplace. And so we found very quickly that the cannabis insurance sector is underserved. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a limited number of insurance companies willing to write cannabis operations. And after doing policy analysis, we found that they had exclusions that took away coverage for cannabis-related claims. And so it was really clear that the industry is sort of fraught with these coverages that have gaps. And that's where, you know, we really take into account what is and is not covered and, you know, have that dialogue with people so that they know as well. Okay, got it. So everyone's policy is a little bit different from from company to company, is that right? Or are we getting Uh, to a place where it's getting standardized? Yeah, well, so all policies start out as sort of standard forms. And then you can add endorsements and add exclusions and tweak language. And that's where you get into the issue of using a standard form that is not okay for the cannabis industry or tweaking the language of that that standard form so that, you know, you limit coverage for cannabis operations. Okay, got it. Yeah, very complicated. (laughs) That's great, though. So when... What year or when did National Cannabis Insurance Services really get going and start working with cannabis businesses? Yeah, so we're actually pretty new. Um, our our other agency has been in business for 26 years, and so this is just a very new branch of that. So mm-hmm. we've only been actually focusing on cannabis for about a year or so now. So um, still getting into it, still doing a ton of research, but... Sure, sure. And things are probably just changing constantly, at least on the regulatory side. And I wonder how that affects the insurance side as well. Right, absolutely. 
Great. Uh, well, I'm going to pause real quickly and just ask the audience, um, those who are listening and tuning in, first of all, thank you for listening to NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. I'd love feedback. I'd like to do a little listener survey here and ask you what you like, what you don't like. Um, what's What do you want to hear more about? Do you want to hear from particular speakers? I'd love to hear more. Please send me an email and let me know at podcast at thecannabisindustry.org is the email address. All right, so jumping back here. So your nationwide organization and you're offering insurance services to the entire country? Or are you focused on specific states right now? Yeah, we are nationwide, so I'm pretty sure we are licensed in all states that are medical or recreational or, or close to all of them. And so we're based out of Cleveland. A lot of our focus is on the East Coast because it's newer. It's sort of up and coming over here. Um, but we also are active in the West Coast. We're actually opening an office in Southern California in January so beginning of next year, we'll be uh, over there as well. That's exciting. And California is a huge market. So, I mean, even NCIA's membership rosters, I think, you know, the pie chart <laughs> of <laughs> membership, um, there's a good chunk from California just, just by nature that um, they've had medical programs in place since the 90s. Um, they've They've got... You know, even though the Bay Area is a much different animal than Southern California, all of the state has has been participating in the cannabis industry on on the medical side for years and years and years. So there's something there. There's it's not a brand new. It's not a state that's never seen uh, a cannabis store in their lives. So they've already got uh, a foundation, and now going adult use legal, it's opening the door for even more companies to participate. Um, so I can imagine, much like we we see our membership in California grow, you're going to start seeing a huge chunk of your work in California as well. Um, so maybe you'll get a chance to go travel to the beach sometime soon here and go go meet with some some cannabis farms out out in uh, Santa Cruz or something like that. Do you ever get yeah. out of Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, so I do get out of Cleveland sometimes. I like to get out to California and, and get some sunshine. It's not always sunny in Cleveland. So <laughs> um, Awesome. Yeah, so we go out there every once in a while and we meet with growers and and businesses out there and so we're really looking forward to expand our operation to have a lot more of a presence in California. Glad to hear that. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to going to Anaheim uh, at the end of October for our California Cannabis Business Conference. Um, it'll it'll be uh, even bigger than last year and even more excitement now that uh, we're, we're really making progress with getting those regulations out out there. So there's a lot for all of us to learn 
and learn from each other about. So I'm super excited to to head back out to Anaheim, although I don't think I'll be going to Disneyland like my coworkers <laughs> did last year. They all decided to go to Disneyland after the conference and I was uh-huh. oh, just just not feeling it. But anyway. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to take a quick commercial break and then come back and chat more with Mallory Zucra from National Cannabis Insurance Services. So don't go away. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and I'm your host, Bethany Moore. If you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Mallory Zucra from National Cannabis Insurance Services, which focuses on providing insurance programs for the cannabis industry. Uh, So, insurance is great to have. Insurance claims... Nobody really wants to have to make one, I'm sure. <laughs> it's nice to have. It's nice protection. But, you know, what if something goes wrong? What if an edible product gets recalled? Or what if your grow facility catches fire? Oh, God, that sounds awful. What kind of other awful stories do everybody in the cannabis industry hope never happens but certainly could or or maybe you've seen some pretty pretty awful things go down that somebody needed to make a claim about can you describe any examples 
Sure. So, of course, no one ever wants to have a claim, whether it's a minor claim or it's a huge catastrophic loss. You know, no one wants to have one. So I'll share a couple of stories with you. One, this past summer, we saw several recalls in California for vape cartridges, pre-rolls, edibles. And those products were not compliant with the Bureau of Cannabis Control Regulations. Even testing products have resulted in in product liability claims. Mm. For example, one of those recalls, the company submitted their product to be tested. It came back, passed all the tests, the product went to market, and then the Bureau decided to review the testing and said, wait a second, this didn't pass and issued a failing result. And so that product had to be recalled. And those are expected to continue happening as states work through regulations and companies get up to speed with their requirements. Fire is another big risk, especially for cultivation facilities. Oftentimes, growers don't see it as a huge risk because it's a controlled environment, but the reality is that they do happen. We've seen them in indoor facilities and greenhouses. Outside of San Francisco, multiple greenhouses caught fire. 300 employees had to be evacuated. Oh, yikes. A warehouse facility caught fire in Oakland earlier this year. And so these growers have, you know, high-pressure sodium lights and a ballast breaks or something goes wrong with any of the grow systems. Uh, so certainly can be a big issue. Oh, and wow. there's also this idea that the crop isn't going to burn because it's green. But we saw back in 2017, there were wildfires and it wasn't the claims that did damage to the crop, but the smoke contaminated the plants. They tested positive for lead and arsenic. And that was a claim that paid out a million dollars. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, we did a fundraiser for for uh, for those affected for the fires in in Northern California. I absolutely remember that. That's awful. So that's interesting. I was just at a outdoor hemp farm and it also indoor uh, greenhouse. Uh, They do research only. It was uh, up in Fort Collins. I was just up there filming a member spotlight with um, Grosentia and uh, their, their head cultivation guy was telling me, um, I don't know if you know much about Denver and how we can get some pretty hellacious hailstorms. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a bad hailstorm last year that I think people are still repairing their roofs and and permanent dents in their cars. So those greenhouses, the the walls are um, like a plastic kind of material, and those those hail balls the size of baseballs just went right through them <laughs> so is that is that a similar example of of oh man my my the structure of my greenhouse has been compromised by hail and if you have insurance that might help you make the repairs am i am i on the right track so hail is actually uh one of those things that you have to watch out for could be excluded could be covered and so you know those people definitely would have to look at their policies especially for a greenhouse in an area that is prone to hail and you know an insurance company might say we don't want to take that on and so it's so so important to understand whether that would or would not be covered got it got it all right 
So as we mentioned, I think everyone's a bit nervous about having to make a claim. I mean, when something does go wrong and then, of course, they're thinking, am I ever going to get a payout? I mean, even in non-cannabis incidents like car accidents, like a decade ago, I got T-boned, but the insurance companies, they just came to a standstill and nothing ever got resolved. It, It was nothing. So that's like worst case scenario, right? How confident could a cannabis company be about getting value from that insurance when something does go wrong? Yeah, the the insurance companies are evolving along with the rest of the industry. And so there are companies out there that are openly writing cannabis operations with cannabis-specific policies. And so companies definitely can be confident that if they have a claim, they will be covered. There's sort of a misconception that insurance does not cover cannabis operations. And this stems from historically a lack of options and a lack of legitimate coverages. Mm -hmm. And so this goes back to... I think I mentioned earlier that there are policies that exclude cannabis-related claims. And so I'm actually, I'll go a little negative here and, and tell you a claim scenario. Okay. Richard Kirk consumed an edible, shot and killed his wife, and there was a, a claim made on the basis of strict liability, meaning, Oof. you know, in a strict liability claim, anybody can be held liable, whether, you know, they are negligent or have an intent to harm. And so the insurance company had an exclusion for psychotropic substances and and denied the claim. And so for a cannabis company to be confident about getting value, they really have to understand what is and is not covered. Uh, It's so important to know that all policies are not created equal. And so you have to be aware of the exclusions and that there are markets, insurance companies out there that sort of throw in things that will take away coverage for a cannabis operation. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, it's fortunate with the rest of the industry, they're evolving. And so cannabis operations definitely can be confident in knowing that they'll be covered in the unfortunate event of a claim. Yeah, yeah, that's a darker, the darker side of insurance for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you're all, all cannabis policies are not created equal and regulations in the cannabis industry are sometimes wildly different from state to state or even state versus local in some strange cases. So this probably applies to insurance in the cannabis industry as well when you're looking at insuring um, a company in Massachusetts versus a company in Colorado or California or Oregon, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. It's true. Some states have insurance requirements and those can vary on a state and local level. Uh, So it's so important to be aware of that so that you are in compliance with your state and local requirements. Uh, But whether or not the state has requirements, we're finding that the prudent companies aren't really dictated by what the state is saying. They're buying insurance to protect their assets because it's what's best for their business. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So in in the world of making insurance claims and, and the contracts that are negotiated and signed, what what is typically like not covered? Like what will insurance companies probably never cover? So like, don't even bother asking. Is there anything like that? There are definitely things that are uninsurable, uh, war, insurrection, governmental acts, civil unrest. Those are are not specific to the cannabis industry. Those are things that no insurance company will cover for any industry. 
Did you say yeah. war? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All yeah. right. One of those things that insurance will definitely not cover. Okay. Yeah. That's, it falls under the acts of God. <laughs> I got it. Or something. All right. So uh, before we take a commercial break here, what, uh, what tips do you have for cannabis companies um, that are seeking coverage? Like, what, what are the top few things you should have in mind when you're going to start shopping for cannabis insurance? I can't emphasize enough knowing, under, knowing, understanding what is and is not covered in a policy. So it goes back to, you know, knowing that there are policies out there that have exclusions that take away coverage. And so you really need to take the time to seek out options and sit down and, and talk through what your exposures are, what coverages you need, and how you're going to you know, have a program that is going to fit your business. And so, you know, like you said, insurance is very complicated. It's kind of like looking for an attorney or, or looking for an accountant. You know, you want someone who has knowledge of the coverages and of the industry that can really help you work through what's best for, for your operation. Okay. So ultimately, cannabis insurance companies uh, are your friend. They're they're there to help you and just have all your ducks in a row when, when you're ready to go sit down and talk with them. Yep, absolutely. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, well, we're wrapping up here for our last segment, so let's take a quick commercial break and then come back and wrap up our chat with Mallory from National Cannabis Insurance Services. Stay tuned. Don't go away. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Retail sales of medical and recreational cannabis in the United States are expected to hit 8 to $10 billion. Are you ready to invest in the fastest growing business sector in America? Then you have to check out the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. Open to the public. This two-day conference will focus a wide range of sectors, including healthcare, law, 
politics, sports, and numerous investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and startups. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase their products and services to medical patients, caregivers, mainstream consumers, and business-to-business professionals. Join us as we merge business, education, and entertainment with thousands of attendees at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. For more information, go to usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're chatting with Mallory Zucra from National Cannabis Insurance Services. Um, and we, we took some time to go through the ins and outs of how it, uh, the complicated world of insurance works. Uh, but to bring it back to the present, I know we mentioned earlier we're looking forward to going to the California Cannabis Business Conference, which is NCIA's California-focused event. Uh, we also have other national conferences. We have the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo that takes place in June or July every summer. And we also have the very focused Seed to Sales show, which will be in Boston in 2019 in February. We're moving it from Denver to Boston. Um, And of course, we have our quarterly cannabis caucuses um, in the next iteration of that's coming up here in October and we're in eight different regions across the country and what I like about the caucuses I mean the conferences the huge conferences those are a different kind of exciting energy all their own but these caucuses are smaller regional events designed for NCIA members it's complimentary to attend if you're a member or if you're not yet in the industry but the conferences are maybe a little intimidating. Uh, non-members can just pay a fee and attend these caucuses, which are evening networking receptions. So it's not a big two, three-day event. You know, just come by after work and spend a couple hours with us, do some networking, uh, talk with um, NCIA staff. And we, we do our best to have a local speaker there to talk about what's going on at at the state or local level as well. So the caucuses are just really great. And like I said, they're a lot smaller. They're anywhere between 50 to 200 people, depending on the region. Um, So those are great. So you in Cleveland, you probably... You probably attend the Midwest and and maybe maybe into the Northeast regions. Is that right? Yeah, we've actually, there's been quite a few, a couple in Cleveland and Columbus. So we've been to those up to Ann Arbor and, and over to Boston to the to the networking events, which are really great for connecting the local cannabis communities. Awesome. I'm glad you have a good experience there. Um, and of course, I know Lobby Days, which takes place in the spring, mid to late spring every year. I know it seems so far away right now, but we, NCA, are already thinking about Lobby Days. Um, and I believe um, when I talked to you, I think it was at that Cleveland event earlier this year, you said that one of your coworkers was able to come attend Lobby Days and experience that two days of 
knocking on doors on in the halls of Congress and really doing that that groundwork. Um, did you hear any stories from your coworker about how that went? Yeah, my my partner Mike Bush, he was able to go and he came back really excited. He really enjoyed the event cuz he, you know, they got to sit down with the offices of the senators and the members of Congress and had an opportunity to really advocate for the industry. And it was really great for connecting with other industry leaders who are passionate about to the future of the industry, really feeling like your voice is being heard and he actually stays in contact with a lot of those people. And so we're looking forward to going again next year. Hopefully I'll be able to attend. Yeah, it's a really great event. All the NCIA members I know that have attended are really jazzed by the experience when it's all done. They just, they they feel like they've really, really done something. And, and those conversations, whether they go super friendly or, you know, maybe the member of Congress is a little not sure and has a bunch of questions. Either way, it's really fulfilling to really have these conversations. And and absolutely, you, you, you are in close quarters with industry leaders from all over the country. Uh, we had over 200 NCIA members participate in 2018. So, We'll we'll see about hitting that 300 number in 2019. Um, we form small groups of about three to five individuals, um, and we try to mix it up from different industry sectors, so you're all a little different. And schedule uh, you got a nice schedule for two days of offices to hit and wear comfy shoes because you're booking it across Capitol Hill. Um, and and yeah, you really get to know those people. Uh, over the course of those two days and and play on each other's strengths and and fill in for each other where your experience uh, can can fill in another person's lack of fantastic experience I'm so excited to go back in 2019 and we've already seen um, dozens I believe more members of Congress sign on to the legislation that we were educating them about. It's wow, really exciting. It's great to see real results in the real world. Now, if we could just get these bills to vote on, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> cool. I do hope you get to join us next year, Mallory. It's it's an irreplaceable experience to lobby with us. Um, so we have run out of time, but I do want to thank you and your company for your support of NCIA. And uh, where can our listeners find out more about National Cannabis Insurance Services? Yeah, you can visit our website at www.ntlcannabis.com. Reach us by email at contactus at ntlcannabis.com or give us a call. Our number is 800-216-4345. Awesome. Yeah, thanks again for being on the show, Mallory. It was great to learn more about the insurance world out there. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know insurance can be so exciting. (laughs) But necessary. (laughs) But very necessary, absolutely. You got it. All right, well, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Until next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.